Franta Landowska stayed in France until the last minute. One of her last recording projects, perhaps the last, before she was compelled to flee for her life, was a second set of 20 sonatas by Domingo Scarlatti. It was Landowska who brought Scarlatti back into the public eye in 1934. Her recital at her bespoke concert hall in Saint-Leu-la-Forêt, a suburb of Paris. The Maison de la Musique is still there, but it is under threat of demolition. Let us hope that it can be saved. As I said, she brought back Scarlatti. The recital that she gave in 1934 prompted HMV La Voix de Son Maître to commission her to record 20 of the sonatas, a society series release, which was immensely successful. So successful that La Voix de Son Maître came back to Landowska several years later and commissioned a second album of 20 sonatas. These were recorded in Paris in sessions held on March 8th and 9th, 1940, before anybody realized in France just how grievous the situation was. The recording sessions were held after World War II had begun, but as Denise Restu recalled, no one had yet realized the seriousness of the situation. From time to time, alerts were sounded. People were required to put on gas masks to run to the nearest shelter. While Landowska was recording the sonata in D major, Longo 206, Kirkpatrick number 490, one of those alarms was sounded. Denise Restu recalled that Landowska was so deeply absorbed in the interpretation of this martial sonata that she was oblivious to the alarm and went on playing. No one in the studio dared to stop her. The recording continued despite the audible rumblings from the anti-aircraft guns. However, that take, which is so inspired, was kept and used. It is 
a witness to those dangerous times.
Vandalandowska, recorded in Paris, France, on March 8th and 9th, 1940. The second album of 20 sonatas by Domingo Scarlatti that Vandalandowska recorded for La Voix Maître for the Society series. Another immensely successful set of records, although because of the Nazi occupation of France during World War II, these recordings did not get published until 1947. Landowska was very happy when those were issued. By that time, of course, she, who was reared a Roman Catholic, but who was ethnically Jewish, had been compelled to flee from France for her life. And she ended up in the United States of America, first in New York City, and ultimately, during the last ten years of her life, in Lakeville, Connecticut, about twenty miles from where I now live. And, in fact, it was because of Landowska that I ultimately ended up in this marvelous part of the world. Mm-hmm. I won't bother you with a listing of all twenty of those sonatas. We have better things to do today on Bach on Wednesday, a commemoration of Kristallnacht, November 9th and November 10th, 1938, the night of broken glass that is, if you will, the unofficial beginning of the Holocaust. Landowska was compelled to flee for her life. With her surrogate daughter and amanuensis Denise Restu, she worked her way south through what became Vichy France, through Spain to Portugal, and managed to get them on to a ship from Lisbon to New York. She was vouched for at Ellis Island and entered the United States. She never left it. After several years in New York, she settled in a wonderful house high on the hill in Lakeville, Connecticut. Oak Knoll. I knew it well. I used to go to visit Denise Restu, Landowska's surrogate daughter and amanuensis regularly. And it is thanks to Denise having introduced me to this part of the world that I now live at the House on the Hill in South Amenia, New York. Wanda Landowska established herself in New York or re-established herself because she had made successful appearances as a recitalist and guest artist in the United States 
in the 1920s by giving a recital in Town Hall in New York one work, The Aria mit Verschiedenen Veränderungen, BWV 988 by Johann Sebastian Bach, The Goldberg Variations. In 1945, RCA Victor commissioned her to record the Goldbergs for them. It was the second time that she recorded them. She'd recorded them for La Voix de Saint Maître in 1933. The 1945 recording, which appeared first on 78s as set DM1022, I have a couple of copies on the shelves, subsequently was published on LP, LM1080. I received it as a birthday present in 1960 when I was 12. That performance was and still is a revelation. I still keep that well-worn copy that Elnora Nelson gave me on June 2nd, 1960. But what I am about to play for you is a much cleaner transfer. Here is Wanda Landowska at her harpsichord playel in the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988 by Johann Sebastian Bach.
Wanda Landowska, recorded in 1945. Johann Sebastian Bach, the aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, what we call the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988. If I were exiled to a desert island, that is one of the recordings that I would want. I have known it and loved it since my 12th birthday on June 2nd, 1960, when Elnora Nelson gave it to me as a birthday present. She knew I wanted it. Another marvelous artist who was compelled to flee from Western Europe because of the Nazis and their relentless and insidious anti-Semitism was the Hungarian-born pianist Agi Jambor. What a horrifying, shall we say, traversal she had to endure. Look her up on Wikipedia. The biography is cauterizing. But she ended up in the United States. First, teaching at the Peabody Conservatory in Boston. Then she joined the faculty at Bryn Mawr College in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Sadly, I didn't know this because my best friend, God rest his soul, Daniel W. Foster, knew her and she lived nearby. She frequently played piano four hands with Daniel's father. The legendary RWF, as we called him. Not a pianist by profession, but he could cut the mustard. In any event, when I was eight or nine years old and first enthusiastically learning the Bach repertory, in the Greenwich, Connecticut Public Library, I came across a set of LPs, which, because of the kindness of the marvelous music librarian, Esther Duffy, God rest her soul, I was allowed to borrow. Agi Yambor made the first recording of the Seven Toccatas by Johann Sebastian Bach. The two LP set was filled with four of the Bach fantasias. When many years later the set of LPs became so worn that it had to be discarded, Esther Duffy called me. Please, 
come by. I have something you will want for your memory book. She gave me that set of LPs. Worn out big time, but it's still on the shelves here at the House on the Hill. And I've got replacement copies, and thanks to my wonderful friend, Alan S. Lisitsky, I now have these performances on compact disc. So now, the seven Bach Toccatas, the Toccata in D minor, BWV 913, the Toccata in E minor, BWV 914, the Toccata in G major, which also in the surviving copy is subtitled Concerto. The Toccata in D major, BWV 912, certainly the best known of the seven. The Toccata in G minor, BWV 915. The Toccata in F sharp minor, BWV 910. And the Toccata in C minor, BWV 910. If push comes to shove, that's my favorite of the seven. Then, four Fantasias. The Fantasia in C minor, BWV 918, which is iffy. The Fantasia in G minor, BWV 917, which is also iffy. The Fantasia Preludium in A minor, BWV 922, which is not iffy. And the famous Fantasia in C minor, BWV 906.
Thomas Augie Yambor, who really went through it, escaping from Central Europe and the anti-Semitism of the Nazis. She and her husband managed to make it to the United States of America, and Agi Yambor finished out her distinguished career as a member of the faculty at Bryn Mawr College in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. It's always been one of my regrets that I didn't know this when my dear friend Daniel Foster, whom I visited regularly, could have told me that Agi Yambor had not only been one of his father's regular companions playing piano for hands, but also lived nearby. I surely would have called her and asked her if I could come to see her. A marvelous pianist. Johann Sebastian Bach, The Seven Toccatas, The Toccata in D minor, BWV 913, The Toccata in E minor, 914, The Toccata in G major, BWV 916, The Toccata in D major, BWV 912, The Toccata in G minor, BWV 915, the Toccata in F sharp minor, BWV 910, and the Toccata in C minor, BWV 911, my favorite of the set. And those were followed, because she had to fill two LPs, by four fantasias by Johann Sebastian Bach, or allegedly. The first one, the Fantasia in C minor, BWV 918. That one is arguable. Then, the Fantasia in G minor, BWV 917. The Fantasia, or Preludium, in A minor, BWV 922, and finally, the Fantasia in C minor, BWV 906. My name is Terry Noeltow. I've got more artists who played Bach and escaped from the Nazis to share with you, but not today on another installment of Bach on Wednesday. And please remember that Bach on Wednesday is made possible by the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, which is a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut. That means that any gift that you decide to make to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture is fully deductible to the extent that the tax laws, wherever you are, permit it. 
If you want further information, go to the website at www.ffrcc.org. At the bottom of the page, you'll see a tablet that says Donate on it. Click on it. You will be taken to a page that will give you all of the instructions that you need to make your tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture. Once again, this is Terry Noeltel, and together with Lin Yen, the Executive Director of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, and Jose Vega, who puts these broadcasts online. Thank you for your generosity.